Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Olga Hayes. And today we're going to talk about returning to our fitness routines. So many of us are itching to get back into a healthy routine after the difficult months we've just had with the pesky coronavirus. And it's important for us to remember that going back to our fitness routine needs to be different, it needs to be safe, and it needs to be injury-free. And so this is what we will talk today about, and I am very excited to be joined today uh, on this episode by Mike Rain. And Mike is a clinical exercise psychologist and the supervisor of Sharp Memorial Hospital Cardiac Rehabilitation Program and the Cushman Wellness Center at the Outpatient Pavilion. Mike has a Master of Science degree in exercise psychology, so he's more than qualified to, to have this conversation with me today. Good morning, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hi, Olga. It's actually exercise physiology. Exercise and physiology. My apologies. Yes. <laughs> there Thank is you. an exercise psychologist as well, but I am not one of them. Maybe you can be one someday. <laughs> There's always a little bit of psychology in there. Okay. But, yeah. Exercise physiology. My apologies. But how are you doing no today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. And I'm really excited to, to have this conversation with you today. I've been seeing a lot of information out there about gyms starting to reopen and some of them are already opened in San Diego or plan to reopen. And so I think it's going to be a really good conversation and a lot of our listeners will benefit from some of the knowledge and some of the tips we, we can offer today. Sure. Yeah. Have you been working out? I have. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure just like everybody, it has been different. <laughs> um, yeah. And not only is, you know, my gym closed, but me and my wife are sharing childcare duties while working oh and our Makes free time is limited. Yeah. Of course. So um, I have been running on weekends. Um, mm -hmm. And when my son goes to sleep, if I can nap him successfully, <laughs> I will put on like a yoga routine on YouTube yeah. or something like that. Doing push-ups at home, stuff like that. Uh, just anything to, to get a quick abbreviated workout and even if it isn't quite what I would normally mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all had to be really creative and some of us continued to work out and some, some of us completely stopped, you know, because sure. there's so much else going on. There's so much stress and anxiety and uncertainty and we can talk about it. But my first, my first question would be about, um, going back into your normal fitness routine, right? Uh, if, if we know gyms are starting to reopen and, we kind of pressed a pause button for a while. What do you think is the most important thing for people to keep in mind beyond just staying safe at the facilities, beyond just trying to keep the germs away? But as far as physical fitness, as far as going back into your fitness routine, what is the one or two things you, you think are the most important? Well, um, I'm assuming a lot of us are deconditioned from what we previously were before this happened. Uh, we're oh, not exercising as big frequently. Time. Big time. <laughs> yeah, and at the same intensity as we used to. So we want to be a little more conservative as we resume exercise. 
So maybe you um, don't work out as intense, um, not as long, and not as many days per week as you were when you were at the peak of your physical fitness. So, um, you know, you just want to gradually build back up. You know, the risk of uh, having a, say, like cardiac event, even though that's super slim for most people, regardless of their health status, um, is is highest if you are trying to do an exercise intensity that is beyond your capacity. And um, right now we're not as familiar with what our exercise capacity is. Also, you know, it's like when you try to do too much too quickly, um, say if you ever tried to run a marathon or were training for that or a half marathon and you put on too many miles too quickly and you got shin splints or the different musculoskeletal issues that you can encounter. It's the same thing when you resume uh, exercise of any type. If you just, you know, try to just go all in gung ho, um, maybe, you know, your, your joints aren't going to appreciate it so much. Uh, and you need to just be a little more conservative, mm -hmm. but also, uh, you know, we want to be successful as we resume exercise. We want to build good habits. We don't want to be discouraged because we, um, got fatigued faster than we wanted to, or we did get overly sore or your knees really aren't having doing this here. So, you know, we, we want to just, um, get those little small victories too. So that's why I would just encourage you as you start, you, um, you start a little slower, uh, a little less exercise, a little mm -hmm. less intensity, mm -hmm. and then you, you gradually build upon that every week. This is such a great advice. I, I can see many of us just getting, so excited to go back to our regular workout routine and just forgetting how deconditioned we are, which can really lead to a lot of injury risks. So I think it's a wonderful advice as far as easing into it and like giving yourself time and being patient with yourself. Yeah, definitely. Because the last thing you want is jump back to your fitness routine, get injured, and then end up at home again yeah. <laughs> for weeks. And so, there's going to be people that do that. You just don't want to be one of them. Well, hopefully these people are going to listen to the podcast <laughs> and those who listen to us will not do that. So, yeah. So thank you for that. Do you think now would be a good time for anyone to try anything new at the gym or should we just kind of resort to what we know, to what we've done in the past and to something we are familiar with as far as our workout regimen? Well, I think it could go both ways. Um, for one, you might be forced to do something new. You know, gyms, I don't know what exactly what they're going to look like, but they're probably not going to be able to accommodate as many people as they previously did. You might not be able to use that favorite piece of equipment consistently like you were before because there's less of them and it's usually occupied. So you, uh, you should be open to trying new things. Um, but at the same time, um, a lot of times people are most successful resuming things that they were previously successful with in the past, you know? Mm -hmm. So I believe it's always good to keep an open mind uh, with anything, but yeah. with exercise as well. But if you, if you find that you are struggling to resume exercise or to adopt new exercise trends then, or pieces of equipment, then yeah, you should see if you um, can resume the exercise you were previously doing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's good to have an open, keep an open mind and be prepared to be flexible because we yeah. don't know what the gyms are going to look like. So I think it's really good, good suggestion. I also wanted to suggest that you can always talk to a personal trainer. I know it's not 
it's not ideal and financially may not be possible for, for many of mm-hmm. us, but you can always maybe at least book a couple of sessions with the trainer. They're right, always right. willing to make some really good recommendations and help you out it, 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 within those new gym settings. So just something yeah, to think about. Yeah, you can use a personal trainer for a couple sessions. They're always going to try to, you know, sell you with continued sessions. That's right. That's- uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's that's part of the game. Uh, but, you know, being upfront with them of what you're expecting is always good. Yeah. You can get a lot of instruction within a group setting as well. However, what group exercise is going to look like moving forward is probably going to be different as well. You know, I don't know if we're going to be having yoga classes and kickboxing classes anytime yeah. soon. Um, and if they are, they, they're going to be spaced further apart. So seeing less people possibly outdoors, if they yeah. can make that happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure we're going to talk more about that kind of stuff later. Yeah. Yes, we will. Yeah. One other thing I want, I was curious about, and I, I'm curious to hear what you think is about finding motivation to go back because we've gone through so much lately. We all kind of, you know, took a big blow and many of us kind of continued to work out as much as we could, but many of us were just not in the position to work out at all, um, either because of the stress or anxiety or they just busy parents taking care of the kids and trying to make money. Right. Or people working from home just got lazy. So <laughs> how how can we, if we, as we're trying to get back on the fitness wagon, what are some recommendations do you have for finding this motivation to go back out there? Because we, we all know we have to, but you know how it is always so much harder after a big break to go back sure, to exercising. So that's why it's recommended to just continually building this habit and continue to yeah, exercise. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that a lot of people will find the motivation to go initially, but maintaining that motivation is yes. going to be difficult. Um, the novelty of resuming your previous activities uh, will wear off very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. So It's like know, the New Year's, right? After the New exactly, Year's. Exactly, exactly. You know, trying to build that habit is very important. Uh, I'm sure most people have heard that 21 days is what's recommended or what science has suggested is the length of time it takes to build a habit. If you're doing something consistently for three weeks, I would round that off to a month and just commit to yourself that I am going to do this habit for at least a month because it has been shown that if I am able to do that, my adherence to this habit is going to be so much more successful. Um, And that kind of comes from that exercise psychology portion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, there's other little tricks you can do too. Uh, Having a partner, whether it's your spouse, significant other, or just a gym buddy, always makes people more accountable and more compliant. So I mean, if you're able to arrange that, I know that our socialization is limited now as well. But um, I think we're finding ways to successfully to do those things. Mm -hmm. Um, As we talked about before, you find the things that you were most successful with in the past is, is usually what you're going to be most successful with moving forward. So if you, if you were someone who liked to do yoga and that was the only thing that made you exercise consistently, then it would be Mm -hmm. a safe assumption that that would be one of the best avenues for you to resume exercise. Um, Mm -hmm. But like I said, I mean, those, those, Situations might not be available to you moving forward, yeah. and we got to just do what we can. 
I agree. Yeah. I think we've recorded a couple of podcast episodes on this subject of sticking to your fitness routine and finding this motivation. So I'll link those episodes in the show notes. But but I think one of the keys is to to stick with it. Like repetition is the key to your success, to your point, yeah. right? You have to give yourself at least a month. And contrary to popular belief, motivation in general is often a result of action and not necessarily the cause of it. Basically, right. what it means is that if you just get started, that's when you will keep going. Because just getting started, the behavior will give you the sense of accomplishment, that small victory that you need to find this motivation to do it again and again and again. And so the progress naturally occurs easier. It's almost like the Newton's law of motion, you know, things at rest remain at rest, but things in motion remain in motion. So basically you just need to keep moving. And one of the tricks I found that works for me is to, to use the 10 minute rule. When I tell myself to go to the gym for 10 minutes, I'm just going to lie to myself and tell myself, I'm just going to go for 10 minutes. And if I don't want to stay, I'll leave. And somehow that little trick works every time. As soon as you go in, Uh you tell yourself, stay 10 minutes. Most of the time, 10 minutes turn into 15, right? The the object in motion remains in motion. And then it turns into 30 minutes. And then it turns into a 45-minute workout before I know it. It's under my belt. So. Yeah, the hardest part is getting in the door a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. And once you're there, you're going to do your thing. Um, exactly, exactly. So that's that's why people need structure sometimes um, to have an appointment time, whether it's with themselves or with a, you mm-hmm. know another organization. And it forces them to be there because if they say, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow and there's no time, you know, it gets pushed to the end of the day mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden something comes up and then you yep. never do it, you know, so... You have to be honest with yourself too. So if you're someone who, if they don't work out in the morning, they're going to get caught up in something and, you know, they never get to it, then you need to make that time for you to do that in the morning. So there's a lot of psychology that goes into adhering to your exercise routine. Yes. And unfortunately, motivation is not the only thing that keeps us going. So, and we have to use all these tips and tricks and strategies to help us uh, develop that habit because once the habit is there it's going to a lot it's going to be a lot easier for for us to adhere and to maintain the exercise routine Definitely. but building that habit might take a lot of <laughs> yeah a lot of work and uh, a lot of strategies so yeah but you know these aren't new issues i mean people struggle with finding uh how to you know adhere to an exercise routine start an exercise routine and keep it going successfully um way before coronavirus hit Sure. You know, um, this has complicated some people's situations, but in a lot of ways, you know, it's given us a lot of people more free time too. So, mm-hmm. and then you might have thought, oh, you're going to get to those things that you said you were going to get to with free, more free time. And here we are. We're still struggling to um, to exercise as much as we'd like to. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show it's not just about free time. Um, there's There's much more that goes into why we don't exercise as well. Yeah, this is a... Wonderful, wonderful point. And you and I talked about this, I think, earlier this year yeah. about how to, you know, make exercise a habit that sticks. So I'll just link to that podcast because I remember you offered a lot of wonderful, wonderful suggestions to help people build a ha- habit of exercising despite all these hurdles and barriers that we yeah. we have. Um, and so let's talk about the gyms and the facilities and them reopening. So 
it's obviously going to be different for yes. all of us, right? If in the past, one of the biggest thing around the gym etiquette was to like re-rack the rate, the weights. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so now the etiquette will mostly be around hygiene and mm-hmm. safety and physical distancing. And I, I haven't been to a gym yet. So I know there are some protocols all gyms must follow, um, but I don't know what they are. And yeah. I don't know if anyone knows 100% just yet. But you, we can just assume, right? So there will be fewer people at the gym and um, they will probably be like six feet apart. But do you have any insight into this? Do you know what it's going to look like? Yeah, I mean, we're all still learning. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much information that still continues to trickle out. But yeah, um, we're going to have to be obviously cleaning things uh, before and after we use them, which is, I you know, a double cleaning. It's It's courteous to clean things after you use it. But I mean, I would also clean the, the surfaces mm-hmm. you're going to touch before you use it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you we are going to be distancing ourselves from each other. And I know six feet's the uh, the distance you always hear. But if you're going to be breathing harder when you're exercising, I would assume that that distance only increases. So I would use as much distance as you're able to use. Uh, being in an outdoor setting is better than an indoor setting. And then the question of whether we're going to be wearing masks, I don't know if that has been answered yet. Uh, exercising in a mask is pretty difficult, especially if you're going to do cardiovascular exercise. So I, I think I could get away with lifting weights, but I don't think I want to really want to run on a treadmill with a mask mm-hmm. on. So I would probably be, if I was going to run, I would probably be running outside where I feel like I could do that without a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to run with a mask because I've been doing a lot of running just like you were because uh-huh. that's the one of the easiest way to kind of stay physically active, but it's really, really hard. So I basically resorted just having the mask either in my hand or under my, under my chin kind of so right. put it back on when I need to quickly if somebody is passing me. Yeah. Yeah. But I can definitely confirm that exercising especially especially cardiovascular exercise is really difficult in a mask you can breathe as well and a lot of masks are made of materials that is not very breathable anyway Uh so yeah it's going to be interesting so i don't know if it's going to be a requirement at the gym yeah Uh, cardiac rehab has resumed services and we are requiring our patients to wear a mask Mm -hmm. and um most People have not complained about it um, and been successfully exercising with it. I mean, I'm sure they would prefer not to, but um, I would give it a try before you just say, oh, I can't do that because a lot of people have successfully done it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure certain masks are way better for it than others. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we give people the the simple procedural masks that you, you know, you see people at hospitals wearing and those, like I said, most people have been doing pretty well with that. you know, only one person has mentioned they don't like it, but they are, they're dealing with it. So. Yeah, I, I agree. You, you mentioned that there will be a lot fewer people at, at the gyms and I'm sure at the rehab center as well. How do you control the number of people that are entering the facility? Is it based on appointments? Because I can say it's probably how the gyms will probably adapt to that structure as well. Yeah. I mean, ours are based on our appointments. We stagger the start time so that we don't have people bottlenecking okay. upon entry or when they're leaving. We limit the amount of time that they're allowed inside of our gym. I mean, I don't know if that's what's going to be the formula for a commercial gym for a patient care setting. It's, it's mm-hmm. a little more controlled. 
But yeah, they might employ those types of things. There's going to be a maximum amount of people allowed in a room. They're going to space out pieces of equipment so that they, you know, you're, it's not a choice whether you're close to someone, you know, you have to be distanced appropriately. So how many people are going to be fitting in your, your gym that you previously were in? I don't know, but it's going to be less. It's going to be less. Yeah. And I think what you just said is probably how most gyms will operate from now on. I know 24 hour fitness, this is my home gym. They sent out a memo saying that they're getting ready to reopen it. They will limit the number of people entering the facility appointments are required it's just going to be one hour workout and okay. you, have to, you have to book it 24 hours in advance so that's not too different than what we're doing in cardiac yeah. rehab yeah. yeah yeah so that's really interesting i am really excited to to see how it all will work out and i'm sure it's it's all gonna evolve and yeah. it's it's we'll just have to not us but the gyms and the protocols will just have to adjust and pivot as needed as they're evaluating this, the effectiveness of those procedures that right. put in place. Yeah. Well, Mike, that has been very, very interesting and very helpful. And I, I'm so grateful for your time. I think we're almost done. If you, do you have any last words of wisdom, anything you would like to add? Well, um, I think that as, as we said in our previous podcast, um, exercise is difficult to make a habit for a lot of us. And yes, coronavirus did complicate things, Mm -hmm. but there is a successful workout routine for you. It just might not be exactly what you thought it was going to be. I think the easiest thing for people to do is get out and go for walks three to five times a week, you know, let's say like 30 minutes a day. Um, and that does not require a gym. Yeah, ideally, you would be doing more than just that. We'd be getting some weights in and stuff as well. I'm sure a lot of people have been doing things at home from, you know, dumbbells they might have previously had or purchased from Amazon or exercise bands. Don't think that it has to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something is always better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And this will pass at some point and we can resume our um, normal activities to some degree. It might be slightly different. Maybe this will change the way gyms look, but it won't be the same as it is, you know, this next week as we resume gym services um, like that. It won't be like that forever. So um, thank you. Thank you, Mike. I agree. I think the one thing we do have control over, at least right now, is about our own health and staying physically healthy and staying physically active can certainly help us stay strong and keep our immune system strong. So we have to continue to do what we can when we can it and you know, cut ourselves some some slack once in a while if it's not the same as it used to be. So yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much again. We will post the information about your uh, the rehab center at the Cushman uh, Wellness Center in the show notes. Is there anything you want to mention about the the rehab center? Any classes that you're offering right now, or the gym opening hours? Anything people might need to know. Well, um, like I said, I work at Cardiac Rehab. I'm the supervisor of that. Um, that is a program, exercise program for cardiac patients. Uh, but we do have a maintenance program that has not since resumed. That is open to the public. But we are working on seeing how many people we can accommodate in the room, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. appropriately. Um, so we we will be taking in the community very soon. And that and really, that's open to anyone. Um, there's been people that 
have used that program that do not have a cardiac diagnosis, but maybe they weren't an exerciser throughout their life and they need a little bit more mm -hmm. guidance from um, professionals that are a little more qualified to deal with health issues than your personal trainer at your 24-hour fitness and stuff like that. So I definitely um, think that the awareness of our Fit for Life program, which is what it's called, our maintenance program, is, is good to, to get out there to the community. Um, also, you know, the Cushman Wellness Center is the other uh, department that I supervise, and we are resuming acupuncture services, uh, medical massage, if you have a clinical indication for it. And we also do health appraisals, um, like a heart attack and stroke screening prevention. That's a very um, important thing for our community. That's a self-pay price that's um, very affordable at $199. And um, we also have some other health appraisals that are available through that center as well. Yeah, that, the Cushman Center offers so many amazing services. And yeah, some of them are self-paid, but the value you get from those assessments is unbelievable. So yeah. we'll make sure to share some, some of those resources in, in the show notes to this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and please stay safe and healthy and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. All right. Thank you, Olga. Bye. Bye, Mike. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on sharpnet.com.